0: said goodbye we actually let go the series let it go and everyone said oh don't say amen and don't write amen in the comments and it is lonely up here when nobody laughs at my jokes so we let the series go let it go and i pray that god used that that series and those words that he had for all of us um to find your way through um Forgiveness, being forgiven, being able to forgive others, forgiving yourself, um, forgiving a grudge that you may have held against uh, maybe even God. And through that series, I pray that um, that God used those those words and those accounts in Scripture to, to reach you and to change the way you might have thought and to really kind of open your eyes to um, this idea of forgiveness. But today we're going to kind of switch gears and I think... Think we're gonna I've got a few sermons in the tank for um, for this new series called heroes. And, and we're gonna talk about not the heroes that you think of when you think of biblical heroes David and, and Samson and these big, big thunderous heroes that we see Paul in the scriptures and, and none other than Jesus himself, right? But we're gonna talk about some of maybe the the unsung heroes of the scriptures, and, and maybe some lesser-known uh, heroes throughout the scripture, and we'll talk about uh, maybe three of those this morning. Uh, and they're kind of lumped together in one group, but we're going to look at people. Um, just a quick little uh, glance, maybe into the near future. Uh, Gideon, Gideon, who was not none, of, not one of the maybe in, in your mind or in your experience, one of those big thunderous Davids or one of those uh, Samuels and and uh, Samson and all these. Big biblical Noah, these guys, but we're going to look at some of those other guys like Gideon, um, who through his faith and was actually called the least of his clan. How he rose, um, rose up, and found the strength in God to do amazing things. Um, so today we're kind of kind of look at a, a story that you would be familiar with if you've been in Sunday school. Uh, we're going to look at these these three Hebrew boys, and and we're going to look at them through the lens of of today's context, which is important. Um, in, in finding the faith that three n- normal Hebrew boys would have had uh, back in their time. And, and w- we pray that God would speak to us through this series, right? Uh, we're going to be looking, and I know that we, we employ a lot of technology, and, and obviously you're joining us through the live stream we we do get a lot of a lot of, we try and get it to be you know um as, as easy as possible for everyone to access content and to to reach as many people as we can through the mediums of the internet and digital f- platforms and we're, we're getting technological and technologically advanced and a lot of churches out actually now during during the covid times right they they're not meeting in person and and they've kind of been forced that way right they've kind of like been look this is uh you, you you have to if you're going to reach people you're going to have to come up with creative ways to, to to meet these needs and to reach people to p- keep people connected um and and we've done some of that and i know other churches that are maybe on the outskirts are struggling with some of that and 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 i think that if we don't find you know church forever is changed for us it really is this is a and I almost wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it anyway, right? Preach, right? Here we go. So, but but this, this what I've heard, and Erwin McManus, I was like listening to his podcast again this week, and he said, what he said was that the pandemic, right? And boy, strap your feet down and don't send me emails, but the, the pandemic, the pa- pa- fasten your seatbelt is what I meant, not strap your feet down. I don't even know where that came from. Fasten your seatbelt, church. Because I'm speaking to churches and I'm speaking to people who are are not um, accepting of change and not wanting or needing to find alternate ways um, to, to produce content that reaches people to outreach outside the four walls. Church is no longer coming together, singing four songs, prayer, and hearing a sermon and going home. That is not what church is now. Not that it ever was or ever should have been but too many people have gotten into that habit right of we're going to church and church is not a building church is the people of god reaching the lost that's what church is so i say all that to say this that that pastor mcmanus said these words he said you know if people don't learn to adapt and to change and to grow and to to reach the the pandemic he said is an ice age moment for the church it's an ice age it's forever going to change the way we do this thing called church. It's not something that we can quickly just like get through, get over, and get back to what we always did. This is There's no going back. The The question isn't how do we go back to what we were doing. The question is how do we reach people from now on into the future? And so he said it's an ice age moment for the church. And remember, I mean, we look at things that happen in geology and, and through the rock formations and all of this stuff we can find out that there was this freezing that happened this ice age and whether you're old earth or new young earth or whatever i'm not here to argue that but what i'm here to say is this morning that this ice age moment hear me church god be with me as i say this when the ice age moment of the of the pandemic has happened in 2020 2021 and whatever the future holds this ice age moment this will never be the same moment has happened and church will never be the same the ice age has come to the church The dinosaurs will not survive. Adapt or change or die. The dinosaurs won't survive. And what what he was saying was that if you're too old school in your thinking, not in your age, I'm not calling anyone a dinosaur, don't send me emails. But if you're too old school and you're thinking and you kind of... Well, we just got to get back to the way it was, pastor. We really have to find out what it is in today's context we can use and deploy to reach the lost today and moving forward. The church will never be the same. And, and through all of this, the pandemic has revealed the true church in my, in my estimation. And from what I've seen and in circles of, of leaders and thinkers that I talk to... That this has revealed a lot of things, not only in the church, but in our lives, right? In our family units and in our, our lives and friends and all that. This has really revealed a lot of things. It's like ripping off the Band-Aid. Oh, now we can see what the problem was. But now we can deal with that and move forward. So the church, this pandemic is an ice age for the church, and the dinosaurs won't survive. I credit, don't don't get mad at me. Send him emails, Pastor Irwin McManus. So we employ a lot of technology and we do all that and we change and we adapt But in many many ways I I the message is the same and i'm kind of an old school preacher when it comes down to preaching moments, right? I'm kind of just going to give it to give by the way god gave it to me And and I, that's why I get emails and that's why I get because I just kind of throw it out there And I don't god reveals it and it comes out and that's just it I can't sugarcoat things. I'm not going to not going to, I'm not a coddler, and I know that sometimes that's a positive trait for many pastors who are, oh, come on, it'll be all right. I'd rather rip the band-aid off, personally. Rip it off. Tell me what's wrong. Rip it off. Let's deal with it. Right between the eyes, here we go. This is it. But in many ways, that's kind of old school these days, you know. Some people would rather, well, get sort of, I call it wishy-washy. But I, I like to be direct, and that's kind of old school, and we're going to be looking at an Old Testament kind of story in, in the book of Daniel this morning. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Daniel chapter 3, if you haven't figured it out already. And we're going to be talking about these three young Hebrew boys, these unsung heroes in many many, many respects. Um, especially if you're a peripheral Bible reader, you know, you kind of... Well, you'll, you'll bring your Bible on Sunday and bring it back to the house and it never touch it again during the week. And if you're kind of that... You may never have heard of these three boys, but if you've been to Sunday school and been to church any time, you've heard of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You've heard of these guys. If you you went to VBS at any time in your life, you've heard of these boys. And, And whether you've heard of them or not this morning, they're about to change your life. They're about to change your life, these three Hebrew boys that you may never have heard of. Let's pray a quick prayer before we get into this, because I need to, I need God to build our faith. God, increase my faith this morning, I pray. Let me see, pray this along with me this morning. Let me see what you want me to see. Let me hear what you want me to hear this morning. And Holy Spirit, let me do what you ask me to do in Jesus' powerful name, amen. Daniel chapter 3, and let me say this too, that although all around us we're being faced with Um, new fears financial trepidations uh, uh, cultural things that are kind of new and and all kinds of unrest and we see it all the time Uh, there are these uncertainties and all these things around us and what we're facing while we're facing all of these things I, I think it really helps and we use this word a lot you hear it a lot in the media it really helps and what we need today are just a few heroes we need a couple of heroes and a definition of hero, and I looked it up in, the, in an online dictionary, and you Google it, like definition of hero, it says this. A person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities, right? And, and they said a similar word is champion. I like that. I like that. I like that. It's a champion. Amen? Amen? Like old school. Give me an old school Amen! Amen! Right. Just put it down in the chat. There's no one here participating this morning. <laughs> really, I'm not by myself. There's about 12 people here. It's okay, and I love y'all, and I appreciate my amen corner that comes. But some historical background about Daniel before we open it up. Some historical background about Daniel chapter 3. I never want to assume that everyone understands the context of what I'm talking about, right? Because I, I s- sat where you sit. You know, I I was where you were at one point. I didn't have a lot of Biblical knowledge, and many people say, "I still don't." But I mean, I didn't have that context. I didn't grow up in church, so when I attended church the first few weeks of my new, newfound life, I had no idea who Paul was. I had no idea who Daniel was, and what that meant to to, to prophecy. And I had no idea who these biblical characters, heroes, really were. So, the context of this passage, the couple of the basics, um, if we know anything about this passage. Um, before we're done today you'll be a biblical expert on this passage all right we're going to walk through this together but it goes like this there's this city called Babylon there's a place called Babylon and it's about 55 miles south of modern-day Baghdad and at the time of Daniel chapter 3 when it was written Babylon was at the height of its of its power political power financial power and prowess Babylon was the place to be and there was a king who ran Babylon and, and was making all this happen in Babylon and he went by the name get ready if you're looking for baby names he went by the name Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar he had like many ups and downs over his rule and over the land of Babylon And but he was a very wise king and he expanded this kingdom primarily by building projects and military conquests and so he just kind of took land and built monuments to himself very very self-centered king and god came to nebuchadnezzar in a vision once and god showed him that his kingdom was not going to last forever and let me just say this while we while we pause here for a second because earthly kingdoms never do right there's only one kingdom that will stand forever and that's the kingdom of jesus christ and make no apologies about it the next time you turn on cnn or Fox News, I don't care if you're left-wing, or right-wing, or whatever-wing, I want to talk to the whole bird this morning. That only one kingdom will endure forever, and that's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen! Now, Nebuchadnezzar is going to learn this, but not before he tries to set himself up as God. And one of the most outlandish things that Nebuchadnezzar did is that he built a 90-foot statue to honor himself. 90-foot statue, 90 feet tall, 9 feet wide. Do you think he was possibly compensating for something? Why do you think he wouldn't build this? I don't know if he had little man's cons. I don't know. You know that thing where they call, like, real short little guys, like, shorter than me, and that's pretty short? They build these big... So I don't know what he was compensating for, But a real man, a real man of faith and a real man of power and stature doesn't need to build a 90-foot statue to feel like a real man. But the king issued a decree that when you hear the sound of this music playing, you must bow down to my idol. And that's where we're going to pick up the story with these three Hebrew boys who've been brought to Babylon from their hometown. They worship the God of the Bible. And so they were being forced now, they were brought to Babylon, kidnapped, if you will, brought into captivity, into slavery, but they were brought to Babylon. They worshiped the God of the Bible, but they were being forced now to to bow down to this king and to concede to the ways of this crazy king who was hungry for power and hungry for control. And they were threatened with their very lives, as you'll see in just a moment. But I want to point out, before we actually read the scripture this morning, you're like, preacher, can you get there? I'm going to get there. Beginning in verse 13, we're going to look at that real faith doesn't depend on the direction of culture, right? These real, these Hebrew boys were thrown into this, this new culture, but real old school heroic faith doesn't depend on the direction that the culture is going. Bring this into modern day. Real faith, real heroic old school kind of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faith doesn't depend on the direction of political leaders. These three boys who have been in Babylon for a lot of years doing kind of a, a forced internship, if you will, right? They were brought there as captives so they could be infiltrated and brainwashed into the Babylonian ways so that Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom could be built up even stronger than it was. But they're not going to let Babylon get into them just because they're in Babylon, all right? Real faith doesn't depend on the direction of culture, culture, real, heroic faith. All right, let's read verse 13. Basically, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have been ratted out by some of the king's men, and his chief of staff informed him that these boys weren't exactly playing by the rules, and they weren't bowing down to the idols that they were supposed to be. And he's about to tell them what he thinks about that and force their faith to the surface. And the story has a happy ending. Hang in there with me. But I want you to feel every detail of it. Slide. Jack, let's go to Daniel 3.13. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Again, looking for baby names. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up. Now then, he says, I'm going to give you another chance, because you <laughs> apparently you don't understand how this is supposed to go, boys. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you're ready to bow down, fall down, and worship the image, that I made then very good, but if you do not worship it, you'll be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand. Let's talk about this for a minute. The furnace that these boys were being threatened with—it's uh, not like the oven in your house. Uh, it's not like like a pizza oven. It's—it's it's not like a, a sauna or just a hot room. This was more like a blast furnace, all right? This was more like, you know, in Steel Town, we would talk about those blast furnaces that have the, that, that, that melt steel, that liquefy steel. Uh, these boys were threatened with their very lives. It's not like you're going to go in there and sweat for a little while, then we'll pull you back out. No, they're going to be tossed into the fiery furnace like a blast furnace. Now, that will probably never happen to you or me, Right? we're not going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. We're worried about, you know, health care and political reform, and we're worried about things like that, you know. But, but but no Christians are getting thrown into furnaces these days. But here's what we do have in common with these three, three Hebrew boys. There's still a lot of music that plays that makes us bow down to our idols. Now, I want a little participation this morning by you folks that are here and by you folks that are online um, If you're here Just tell the person next to you um, What or, or if you're watching online Put it down in the comments What's your favorite kind of music style What kind of music do you like What's your what's your favorite kind And then tell them And put down in the comments My least favorite kind is this So let's hear about you know What kind of music makes you want to bob your head And what kind of music Makes you want to jump out of a moving vehicle Right so what what kind like are you into like this is my music and what kind makes you jump So ready go tell them put it in the comments Even if you're here put it in the comments, whatever you'd like to do, but let, let's hear it Let's get the word. Let's have a little participation Normally, it's a room full of people and I can get people chattering all over. We'll do it online Put it down in the comments below my favorite kind and this is my least favorite kind now Now we'll look at the results uh so i'm gonna look at them later and i'm gonna i'm gonna look and see and then i'll pray for you because i hope and pray you're being honest um how many of you would say that your favorite kind of music is rock and roll like just rock and roll i mean it's okay we're in church i understand not maybe not your favorite but people that you know maybe not you personally wouldn't admit to liking rock and roll but how many of you like some maybe old like classic rock right like when that song comes on the radio, man, that, that was that summer, and you turn up the music, and the windows go down, I don't care if it's 30 degrees. But what's your favorite music? And but, and but how many of you are country music fans? Like you would say, you know, yep, country music's mine. How many of you would rather be thrown into a blazing furnace than listen to country music? I mean, guilty. I mean, some of the old school country music I can get into, but I don't know what this new stuff is. Any hip-hop fans in the house, right? Hip-hop. So There's some Christian hip-hop. I'm not talking about the garbage. There's some good stuff out there. Parents just wouldn't understand about. Right? Can I get an amen? Old school, maybe some old school fun stuff. How about gospel music? Like, not twangy gospel like Southern gospel, but I mean, like, soulful gospel. Mm, you know what I mean? Like, yes, get some Kirk Franklin up in the house or something like, you know, some soulful stuff. And all these music styles, and I understand there are are so many different ones, and I'm hoping you're still putting them down in the comments. And this might surprise you to hear this, and no preacher maybe ever told you this before, but the devil knows your favorite music style. And now the devil, your spiritual enemy, knows what type of music to play. I'm switching into metaphorical mode now. I'm not talking about the hip-hop in the country. I'm talking about metaphorically the enemy knows what music to play in your life. That makes you bow down He knows what What music to play to get your Temptations up to the surface And the music in your life What I'm talking about is whatever Cues you to bow down to your 90 foot Idol What's your idol And I know you don't have a big 90 foot statue In your backyard if you do you're weird But I'm asking you today What in your life looms larger Than the Lord in your life That's your idol that's your idol it's probably not made of gold and probably not a physical structure but the greatest enemy of your faith today is is that when the music plays in your life you bow down to your idol what's your music what's your idol here's here i'll drill down on it for a lot of men and i'm going to talk to the men here we're talking about heroes men a lot of men your idol is your need for physical contact right it's that, that drive in you. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. It causes you maybe to act in ways that are dishonoring to God in your thoughts and sometimes even in your actions. And when the music plays late at night and your computer's on and no one's around and it's not being monitored, you bow down to your idol called pleasure. What's your idol? For some of you, acceptance is your idol right it looms larger than the lord in your life that's your idol and it steals your faith because when the music plays over the speakers in your life you want so badly to be accepted and you want so badly to be affirmed and some of some of you ladies and young ladies in particular will bow down when the music of your need for acceptance starts to play and when that music starts to play you bow down and and dare i say sometimes your need for acceptance, talking to everybody now, is revealed in social media, revealed revealed by social media. You can't help but comment on that subject. And you know you aren't reacting in a godly way, but you need to be agreed with and you need that that thumbs up and that like. And yes, I believe that too. And you need to be heard. Some of that, that's your idol. I need to be accepted and heard. Some of you, your 90-foot idol is your, your success and your your, your, your drive and, you, and you, you said, you know what, I, I need to get this done so if I have to cut some corners to get it done, I'll get it done. I know it's not God's way and I know it's not the honest way but when the music starts to play, you bow down. Real heroic Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego biblical faith in Jesus Christ refuses to bow down when the music plays. Real faith in the God of the Bible does not bow down and will not burn. If there's something in your life that looms larger than the Lord in your life, it is your idol and you should repent of that today. You should say, God, I'm sorry that I've bowed my knee to the God of an idol that is not you and that that cannot save and cannot satisfy my idol of pleasure, my idol of belonging, my idol of communication or accumulation. God, I'm sorry and when that music Place, I will not bow down. For you are God, and you alone are my Lord. And we get to hear the first account of what these boys say back to the king, and this is good stuff. We get to hear the first first-hand account of what he what they say back to the king. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, old Nebi, I call him, old Nebi. Watch this in Daniel three, verse sixteen. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King nebuchadnezzar and i think one translation says okay king and nebuchadnezzar nebuchadnezzar we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter i wish i could get this across to every young person listening to this message this morning that you don't need to defend your faith to anybody you don't need you just need to live it out you don't need to have to apologize for loving jesus you just love jesus you don't have to defend yourself They say this. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. The God we serve is able. Somebody say God is able. Put it in the chat. God is able. God is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Here's the verse, my favorite verse. But even if he does not, he will deliver deliver us but even if he doesn't we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up real hero faith believes that god can and expects that he will but trusts him even if he doesn't even if he doesn't our god is able he is competent and he is faithful And we believe that he is willing. But even if he doesn't step in, we are still stepping out in faith and we will not bow. We got to have some attitude about our faith. The church has been silent for way too long, folks. We got to have some attitude. Even if he doesn't, we won't bow. We're not bowing. We're not going to defend ourselves. We're just going to live it out. I pray that God will enable you to stop searching for a faith that will keep you from the fire and start embracing the God who is with you in the fire. Even if I don't get the job I'm praying for, my faith is not conditional upon your response, Lord. My faith is conditional upon who you are and your character. And some of you have stopped believing in God because you never really believed God. There's a big difference between believing in God and believing God. It's a trust thing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have some real old school heroic down in their belly kind of faith that believes God can and expects that he will, but trust him even if he doesn't. And I believe, God, that you will heal my loved one. Of whatever needs to be of cancer, of COVID, of whatever. But even if you don't, you're still God. I mean, does anybody in in the house, in, in virtually, or here, believe this morning? But do they, do they want? Do you want a bit? You're still God, kind of faith. Even if the condition doesn't improve, even if my teenagers continue to roll their eyes, I will knock their eyes out of their heads and I will worship you, God. Even if I continue to struggle, I will still you're still God. You're always God. You will always be my God, even if you don't. Even if you don't. Let me read the conclusion of the story. In verse 19, Then Nebuchadnezzar, was furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and his attitude toward him toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated 7 times hotter than usual. Ramp up the heat. And God commanded some of the army, some of the strongest soldiers to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. He he got so mad. How many people know that God will use very ungodly people and and, and to accomplish what he has, right? I, I was debating to tell this joke, I'm gonna tell it. I got time. So there was this older this was this old lady, this old church lady, and um and, and she would come to prayer meeting and she would come to church every single week, right? And she had nothing left to her name, right? She just had nothing left and every time she would walk out the steps to her house The neighbor guy who was not a believer would tease her about going to church And I know a lot of you know this but some people don't So he would tease her about going to church. He would said hey lady, where are you going? She said oh well, i'm going to church to worship the lord and he said come on There's no there's no god you're fooling yourself. You're walking You're walking all these miles you're getting down there and you're worshiping this thing. It just it's foolishness And time and time again, she'd walk down the steps and he would tease her and say there There is no god. You can't put your trust in god. You got to just it's not that it's just not that easy lady And she said, you know what? Um, I believe that there is a god and that he cares for me and she would walk out there and She fell on hard times and she would come and uh, and he knew That she was on hard times and he still teased her and she still was faithful to come and worship the lord and uh, there was an offering called and she reached in and she had the last few dollars and she said, God, God told me to put it in. So I'm going to put it in her. Literally, the cupboards were bare. She was on hard times. She put the money in the offering and, and she went home and, uh, and and sacrificed and prayed. And the fridge was still empty and she still believed, you know, I believe God's going to take care and provide and all this stuff. And and the neighborhood, saw, and the neighbor saw her kind of rejoicing in the Lord. And he said, hey, you see, your God didn't provide. You went and prayed and you gave and you did and and you still come back and it's empty. She said, I believe God's going to do it. I believe he is. God is good. And, and, and she would go on. Well, then this neighbor one time said, I'm going to show her. She goes off to church one day and he knew that she was still struggling. And he went and bought a bunch of groceries. I mean, he filled his car up and he came home and left all the groceries on the porch. Right. And he went and hid. And so she couldn't see him. And she went to church and she, you know, sacrificed and gave what little she had as obedient as she could be and she came home from church and she saw all these groceries on the porch and she said oh she started doing a little jig you know god did it god did it god did it god did it god did it, god did it. and the guy's looking over there and he said like, ah, i got her i gave them groceries. he pops out and he says hey lady god didn't provide those groceries i bought those groceries i put those groceries see the god that you pray to doesn't care, and he sure doesn't care about you because he left you out, and I provided those groceries. I put them on your porch. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, sir. She said, God did it. God did it. God did it. Woo! God did it. And he said, Lady, I told you, I put those groceries on your porch. It wasn't your God. It was me. She goes, let me tell you something. God did it. God did it. He provided, and he made the devil pay for it. That's what's happening here. <laughs> so these three Hebrew boys are, are 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 faithful, and they got the faith that God's going to do it. And, and Nebuchadnezzar is is the the enemy, right? He's turning that furnace up, so they're, he's gonna. He, God's providing the fire in the first place, and He's about to do something, but He's letting old Nebuchadnezzar pay the heating bill, so He's cranking that thing up seven times. And God, he's going to use this evil king. He will use the trials and fires in your life not to destroy you, but to demonstrate his power toward you. So if you're in a fire right now, you need to know that the same God who delivered these three Hebrew boys out through the fire will deliver you through your fire. Even if he doesn't deliver you out of the fire, he will most certainly stand with you in your trial to glorify himself through your life. Don't you take the credit. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. And God's command was so urgent, the king's command was so urgent, and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This thing was so hot that even getting close to it would burn you up let alone being thrown in it. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, well, then, then he threw the men in the fire, right? tied them up, in they go. Verse 24, King Nebuchadnezzar then leaped to his feet. In amazement, he asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly, your majesty. Verse 25, this thing preaches itself. This is easy. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. All scholars are in agreement that this is the pre-incarnate presence of Jesus Christ in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Nebuchadnezzar, 26, then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants, of the Most High God. See, when your faith is firmly connected to Christ, this can cause even the most godless people to look around and see that your God is the Most High God. Now, Nebuchadnezzar realizes that there's an authority that's higher than his. He says this He says, Come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, per- prefects, and governors. And the royal advisors crowded around them, and they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. What? Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. How many people this morning want to serve a God that can bring you through a fiery furnace, and you don't even come out smelling like smoke? You don't even come out like you've been through something. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God. Notice it's a capital G now. Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, he said, I decree that the people of any nation or any language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. God will use godless people to reveal himself in your life. And then the witness that happens to those godless people, now I don't know that they, you know, I don't know that he should burn their homes down and all of that, but this is the the, the depth that it it, it infected and affected Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, No other God can save in this way. That's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Old school, heroic, down in your belly, even if he doesn't, kind of faith. I'm going to close with a challenge this morning. I'm going to flip over to the New Testament, 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1 says this starting in verse 6 So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure trials for a little while. What kind of fire are you going through? What kind of trial are we going through? I know we're all going through something, but what kind of fire trial are you going through personally, at home, right where you are? Even though you must endure, endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire, tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold so when your faith remains strong through many trials it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when jesus christ is revealed to the whole world some of us need to be reminded today that god is with you in the fire even if he's not bringing you out he is with you in the fire he will stand there right by your side in the fire he will be with you through it others of you today this morning are are bowing down to that idol when you hear the music play I guess my challenge for you is don't compromise Don't bow. When that music plays in your life, whatever that is, that causes your temptation, causes your your moment of weakness to, to rise up, don't compromise. Don't bow. Even if he doesn't. I want that kind of faith that says, I know you will, I know you can God, even if you don't, you're still God in my life. We talked about last week, about I think it was last week, two weeks ago about forgiving God, right, and having this moment where you feel like God let you down and you kind of have that moment where you're like, oh, I was praying for that and that didn't happen. That's what I'm talking about, having that even if he doesn't kind of faith. Even if he doesn't have the answer you're looking for even if he doesn't answer in the time frame that you think he should answer in. Don't compromise. Don't bow down. Don't lose faith. Have the kind of faith that these three Hebrew boys had that said, you know what? We believe he can, and we we expect that he will, but even if he doesn't, you're still God over all my temptations. You're still God over all my unanswered prayers in your mind. You're still God over all of these things that you think are going unnoticed. God, you're still God. And some of you need to hear that this morning. Some of you need to hear that voice calling you that we talked about earlier. And some of you need to respond to that voice that's calling your name. Maybe that voice is calling your name to faith in Jesus Christ for the very first time heard about God, but you've never believed in God, and you've never surrendered to Him for sure. Maybe today's your day. Maybe there are those of you that are joining us, joining us online, that would say, you know what, I I have a kind of a faith, I I mean, I I believe, believe in God, but I've never truly believed God. Believe in him. And I say, yeah, I know there's a God. He does exist. But you've never truly believed God that he would be with you through all of your trials and fires. He would be with you when the temptations come. He would be with you through everything you go through in your life. You believe in him, but you've never believed him. Maybe today is the day you put your trust in him. Maybe today is that day for you. I want to pray for you as we close this service. And whatever that is for you this morning, put it down in the comments. So you know what? I'm believing God and I'm trusting in Him fully for the first time. Or you say, you know what? I need a relationship with Jesus because I don't have one and I need someone who will walk with me through the fire. Well, He will do that. And wait till you see how He blesses your life. Wait till you see. Trust in Him this morning. Don't go another day. Some of you are looking for a sign from God, right? Well, this is it. Pay attention. This is it. So let's close with this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, go across the miles. Speak to people in this very room. However, Lord, you need your word to get through, I pray, Lord, that we've prayed before. This even started this morning, that you would have your will and your way. And that we would have open minds and open hearts to listen for you to call our name. And God, maybe you are calling that one's name this morning. Calling that one to a relationship with you who never had one before and is ready to put their full trust and faith in the God that goes through the fire with us. The God that saw fit to intersect time and space, to have ministry here on the earth, suffer a criminal's death on a cross, and then was raised again on the third day to defeat sin, hell, and the grave. Maybe that's the kind of faith that we need to put our, that's the kind of person, that's the kind of God that we need to put our faith in that would do that for even us because Jesus, you're the only one that ever came for us. We were a lost people, lost in our sin, lost in in hopelessness. And Jesus, you're the one that came for us. Not Muhammad, not Buddha, not Confucius, not any of these other world religions, Lord, but Jesus, you're the one that came for us. And there are those this morning that would like to put their trust in this Jesus. God, I pray that you would speak to their hearts this morning that they would respond and say, Pastor, that's me this morning. And that they would put it down in the comments and say, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready to put my faith in Jesus this morning. Maybe there are others that are going through fiery trials and really, really hard times that need to realize this morning that they haven't put their full trust and faith in a God that even if He doesn't, He's still God and I'm going to believe and trust. I put my faith and trust in nothing else, nothing less than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. And there are those that would respond this morning that would say, I put my full trust in him and nothing else. Father, speak to those that need to hear from you this morning. Have your will and have your way. Make a way where there seems to be no way. Stand with us, God, through the fire that we're going through in our own lives. And we will testify that even if you use situations and use uh, ungodly things, like, like you used as king, or this this neighbor who teased this woman. Whatever way you need to use, God, to get people's attention and put their faith in you, God, I pray that you would do it. God, us as a church, that we would, Lord, anything short of sin, we would do to reach the lost around us. People need to hear the story of Jesus and to realize, Lord, that this faith we talk about is a real, tangible, right now, in this present day faith. We trust you, Lord trust you fully like these three hebrew boys said you know what god we think that you can and we know that you will but even if you don't you're still god that's the kind of faith that we want this morning i pray lord that you will go across the miles and minister to people's hearts and lord next week as we gather back together in this building lord not not that that's the end all be all That we would gather back together, your saints would come back together to get equipped to then go back out into the world and affect and infect the world with the message of hope, the message of, even if you don't, the message of the God who saves. Thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us in this place this morning. Thank you for each person, Lord, who's obedient and responded to your calling of, of their name this morning. Father, we thank you in advance. Lord, we love you. We pray these things in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us online this morning. Again, we'll still have the live stream going. We're going to meet in person next week, and we're looking forward to that. So put your mask on, come to church, worship the Lord. See your brothers and sisters, worship with your family. Uh, Be comfortable doing so. Come on and join us next week. I love you. I love being your pastor. I pray for you pray for me get a hold of us if you want to get plugged into the food distributions or anything we have going on here at the church we welcome you to volunteer and to serve so god bless you guys and we will see you right here next week